Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Profitable Practice Podcast. I am, of course, your hostess with the mostest, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor. And this episode, just like the last one that I had all about the eight tips and strategies to start really growing your business, um, this one is really going to be you know, just taking consistent action. And I brought on someone who runs a marketing agency, and thank goodness she is also um, Canadian because there's not too many places that we can get this kind of work done in Canadian dollars because basically one American dollar is like a million dollars in Canadian right now. Um, And it was a wonderful conversation that I was having with her just on like what are the basics, what are the elements that people need to do, and of course, you know, how do we get people to actually take action? Because if you're anything like me, you build up these beautiful dreams in your mind of what you want to do and how you're going to execute it, and you might even put it into your calendar Like I've really, really been wanting to do more Facebook Lives and I'm seeing a lot of naturopaths come up in my feed with these Facebook Lives and it looks amazing and I'm so proud of them for doing it and for whatever reason, I'm even if I put it into my calendar, I very quickly like take it out of my calendar or put something over top of it. And you know, there's this thing about implementation. There's a fear associated with it. We're not getting things done the way that we want to and that's okay. So I wanted to bring on Becky to talk about kind of how to get over the mindset and how to make things seem a lot less scary and yucky than they have to be in order to just keep implementing. And you'll hear this all the time from people is consistency is the key. So whatever it is that you want to do, you have to keep doing it. And thank goodness there's a lot of auto schedulers now that will help you be able to achieve things even when your schedule gets busy. Like right now we're right into the holiday season and my schedule is getting completely booked solid way over what my available hours are. So this is the other play is We can do a lot when we're not busy, but what happens when we do get busy? We still have to maintain that consistency level and that system that we've had in place to keep that content flowing, to keep the new patients coming in, to keep the list building growing, and we often will find reasons to not let that happen. So if you are struggling with getting things done, getting content written, just stepping up to the plate and doing something, then this show is absolutely something you're going to want to listen to. Now before we jump into the show, I always like to point out that the 7 Day Detox program that I've created is the sponsor for this podcast. Um, If you want to check it out, it is completely done for you. All you have to do is download it and implement it. And it is consistently the program that I use the most with my new patients, my follow-up patients. It drives the most consistent um, regenerating revenue in my practice every single year. And if you'd like to check it out, it is www.maximizebusiness.ca forward slash seven day detox program. And it will be getting a um, facelift very soon when, again, I block that out in my schedule understand that it's not such a yucky frog that I can bite it off. We just have to get some tech issues taken care of in the background, but all the upgrades you're automatically going to get. So check that out. But without further ado, let's jump onto the call with Becky. Hello, Becky. Thank you so Hi. much 
Hey, for being on the Profitable Practice Podcast today. I can't wait to jump into what we're going to be talking about because I love that you're all about helping people start and build their business, which is exactly what I'm all about. But why don't you give a quick background so that people can get to know you a little bit more? Sure. Okay, so um, I'm I'm 38. (laughs) We'll start with that. I'm not that old. And uh, my husband and I have been kind of building businesses since, what, 2005. So we haven't always been in this um, area, but we've always been entrepreneurs. So we know the hustle and we know the um, ups and downs that come with that. So we've been doing that for, I don't know how long that is now, just do the math. So we've bought and sold some companies and we've built some companies. And now this one, um, you know, this one that helps marketing and all that stuff when it comes to practitioners and health and wellness. So we really love the space and that's kind of where we've fallen. And it's kind of a long road, I think, when you become an entrepreneur, but we really have found a niche that we love. And we have two boys, two teenagers, 13 and 14. And so we work from home and they're homeschooled. And so this is what we do. This is our lifestyle. This is how we set it up so that we can be more with our family. It works for us. Amazing. Now, first of all, for you to have two kids that are a year apart, I think is bananas. Less than, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's clarify that. <laughs> but it is wonderful yeah. that you've created a business that works for you and your family. Yeah. And I think that is something that I wonder with your coaching clients, mm-hmm. I've heard this and I've talked about this on other shows, is the way you want your business to run is the way you should start it. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. Like, I have to say there are going to be seasons that you might be slammed and you're building and you're hustling. And we, I think we've all been there. But the boundaries are really important. So when you're communicating with your family or with your partners or even with your kids, there's a communication saying, I think the next six months are going to be a bit of a slam. But we've planned a vacation to Mexico and we're going we're gonna to do that and let's all pitch in. So I think it's just a communication thing because when you do start, you're – you're sometimes giving stuff away and you're working long hours for not very much money and it's a lot of sweat equity. But I think when there's goals and visions in place, then everybody's on board and everyone's willing to do the sacrifice. So, But we have set pretty clear boundaries with clients from day one when it comes to our time, when we're available, when we're not available. I think that's very, very important. Otherwise, in two years, someone's having a breakdown or your family's broken. Yeah. <laughs> so that's important to us. And when you're coaching people to start a business, because you've just hit on some very important points, it isn't easy. It is a lot of hours in the beginning. It is not making a ton of money in the beginning as well. How do you get people in the mindset of what you're doing now is for the long haul? Mm. I think that it has to do with vision and it has to do with where are you going. If if you just have like a six-month vision and you're just trying to fill in some um, patients and, oh, I've got two. And if, and if your goal is just very short term, then even budget wise, you're going to get discouraged. So you have to have a vision for your family, for your business and for your finances. And if you have vision for that, then you know that, oh, it's okay. I'm in the red for six months because my turnaround point is actually at the eight month mark mm-hmm. and I budgeted and I'm good. Whereas if you don't have that stuff planned out, then your family's suffering because you're stressed out And you you haven't been able to manage anything because you don't know where you're going. So when we talk to our clients or practitioners, wherever they fall, we're always, what do you want to do? What's your end goal? What do you want to do? And then you work backwards from there. And you just understand that 
oh, I still have two more years because I think that's the biggest disconnect is they're like, oh, in six months. Mm -hmm. And you're like, uh, maybe if you have a very good following and people were excited about being involved with your practice, but honestly, you have to give yourself way more than six months. That's And this was actually short. something, I was just doing a lecture at the naturopathic school, and I asked specifically, I said, what more would you like to hear about on the podcast? And he said, I'd really like to know more about the numbers, the finances, mm -hmm. that piece. So yeah. I know that the, the um, talking points that we have aren't related to this, but I'm going to go down this road with you anyway. Yeah, um, for sure. With regards to knowing your numbers and planning out your numbers, Walk walk any of our listeners through kind of what a basic template should look like, what it should include, because it is really about the numbers. Like cash doesn't lie, numbers don't yeah. lie, and it can take away a lot of anxiety in the beginning places of a business. So walk me through, if I was your client, what we mm -hmm. would do for the number part. Yeah, so it's really getting to nitty-gritty stuff. So it, you have to be willing to go there, mm -hmm. and you have to be able to open up your books. And honestly, I'd say majority of people, when I, when you go there, they're not willing to do that or they don't even have any. Right. Or they don't even have a projection. They have nothing. So it's really honestly starting from scratch and number one, putting out a budget. You have to have a budget. And I, there, people don't have budgets. They just keep swiping a card and right. you go, well, they don't get it. So the basic thing is start with a budget. If your overhead is going to be too high for six months because of your space, then maybe you need to consider another option for six months and build up towards the space. Um, how much equity are you going to pull out of your house to start this business? And what's your plan to pay that back? Mm -hmm. um, and so there's, there's a lot of specific things that you have to do. And we find that people don't have books. Like you say that, but they don't have it. Yeah. Um, so it's really a matter of if there's anything you're going to pay for, it's going to be a bookkeeper and it's going to be, or a slash accountant, whatever the, wherever it falls for your corporation or self or whatever you are. Um, you have to pay for that because if you don't know your numbers, then you are going to get discouraged and everybody gets stressed out and everybody gets upset and there's nothing to work towards. So first you're going to do a budget and you're going to see what do I have, what's the loan I took out to start this business or I'm, I'm going to pull money out of this investment and I'm going to use this money and then in six months I hope to start making $500 payments to that loan. That stuff has to be laid out. Um, and people take out a loan and they get, they get a space and they make it look gorgeous and they get art in there and they get chairs and they do like the whole thing and then there's no patience. Right. Or there's nobody calling to book. So for us, it's just a matter of let's just face some reality. Mm -hmm. And maybe you should join a practice for a year and build some clientele and get to know it. And then go on your own. Yes. So it's not the ideal. People don't want to hear that. But, you, well, if you're brand new, maybe you should just start somewhere else first. Yeah, if, and get some if, mentorship at the same time. Like there's no yeah. negative downside to doing that. No, you just have to face the facts. Don't. Yeah. Don't bankrupt yourself because you tried to do it on your own. Maybe you can do it on your own in 18 months. But right. it's just a matter of getting their numbers out and looking at the numbers and what can you do, what are you what are you borrowing, what are you using, yeah. and uh, is your family on board, Right. your partner? Are they on board? Mm -hmm. 
And so the big ones that I think we really need to be identifying is the fixed costs. That's basically what you've been saying, right? Yeah. Like your rent isn't going to change. That's your, right. um, you know, your internet bill typically doesn't change too much. Yeah. Your car bill, your mortgage, all of those numbers need to be laid out very clearly. And I'm a hundred percent on board with you here because it is very easy to continue to swipe a card and it is so easy to want to have the most beautiful practice right off the hop. But you're yeah. right. If there's no patients coming in, no one's seeing it. So you just put all of this money out there and yeah. it is a very scary thing because numbers don't lie. So I think yeah. I love how you delivered that because you just said let's face the facts like this is where you are this is what could happen if you go down this road if you don't yeah. want that to happen let's go here and make a slight detour we'll come back yeah. to it which I love it's worth it do you use any particular templates or any um, spreadsheets that you get people to start plugging these numbers in to get them going yeah so we do have like a cash flow um, excel sheet that we use with people and Again, you have to get pretty honest to do this stuff, and money is something that people don't like to get honest about. They don't like to print out their bank forms and then just tell them that they've actually spent $500 at Starbucks. They don't like that. So you have to say, hey, like you might want to just buy a machine for $300 and do it at home. So like you put the cash flow, but it's amazing what happens when you, when you plug numbers into the cash flow Excel sheet because all of a sudden, they, it gets very exciting yes. because add, add in two more patients on um, a residual basis and then look where you are in one year. Look how much you've saved. Look look how, how much you've grown just with two patients. Yeah. So all of a sudden you start plugging in the numbers and they get excited. And then they get vision to not spend the money on um, yes. frivolous things that maybe they felt like it was important to them. So I think this, this cash flow Excel form that like, okay, let's put in your numbers. And it's really bad, I think, sometimes. So you got Reddit. Like people are out of you know they're not doing well but honestly if you start to face the numbers it says if you love the numbers they'll love you back and that's exactly what happens is that you start to gain control and not have to wonder if you're going to be alive in six months but you know you will you're like no I'm going to get three more patients and maybe then they start a referral program yeah and then a patient refers a patient and you give them some discounts or you give them something and all of a sudden they start get creative mm -hmm. because you start to really get in there and they go okay well marketing wise I think I could pull this off and I could do this and they they start to dream yeah. so I think that's the, the main thing is you get gritty you get dirty you put it out there but there's like relief that yeah. comes to people and they and, start to dream again and a sense of strength and confidence and empowerment yeah. and yeah. yeah absolutely I can see all of those things so beyond the numbers, beyond setting up this stage of growing our business and yeah. really figuring out how we need to transform it, there's a few key pieces that I know that you tell your clients about with regards to creating a su successful business. And one of them is a really highly responsive website. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. Uh, so I think if you don't have a website, um, people may not even come to you because everyone's going to check you out online. So if you put out um, a sign on the sidewalk or if, you know, there's so many different things that people are doing these days, but they're going to want to look you up. And if, <clears throat> if they can't find you, then, or if they do find you and it's like kind of like a half done website, I've seen websites that still have all that googly garp text from a pre-made. I've oh, seen like, right. like, and then they have dead links. 
yeah. their Facebook link goes to like a general Facebook page. So you start, you put out something cheap or free and you haven't done your due diligence. It reflects the quality of the practice. Mm -hmm. And so you go, oh, well, okay. People want it to look good. So you don't have to spend tens of thousands because there's a lot of people that they go big on their first website and they didn't have to. There's no way you need to spend that much money. But you do need to spend something yeah. because that's where people are going to come. I think the other myth is when a client gets their website up and running and then they Google themselves and then they get a call and they say, hi, I can't find myself. I'm not coming up. Mm -hmm. And that's correct. You won't. You won't find yourself on the first page of Google and unless you do some work for it. So I think that's the hard part is when you do your budget and your money, you have to put money in for marketing. You, you have to. You have to figure out, okay, I'm going to put this much money into the website and then I'm going to do some SEO or I'm going to do Facebook or ads or I'm going to do Google AdWords. I have the money. I'm going to get to the top every day. You have to be able to do that or you're going to be hustling on the streets at every trade show every weekend trying to find clients. Uh, and so you just have to figure out what are you going to go for. And if your website looks crappy, mm -hmm then your quality of patience as well is going to be, you want people that, that have money, that invest in their health, and when they come to your website, they feel that. They feel like, oh, I'm making an investment. These guys are worth my time. And so you have to make sure that that's in play. And if people need a mobile site, they can't be <laughs> zooming in and out yes. to read stuff. That happens, I find that all the time with health practitioners. When we're doing like reviews, I'm zooming in to find stuff. It just right. has to be up-to-date mobile responsive yeah and the one thing that I personally always like to say is people do not want to make any work they don't want to find things that's like, right it has to be so easy and crystal yeah. clear what their steps are yeah it has to be just they don't have to do anything so when I land the phone numbers there the address is there a booking is there booking yeah. apps are not hard to put into a website um, and then your first and foremost, if there's an offer or monthly, whatever, I know that practitioners have very tight guidelines sometimes. It depends on what field you're in and what you can offer on your website. But um, but those all things have to be right up front. And then you should have some call to actions that say, hey, do you, are you, do you, are, do you want to die early? Well, the answer is no. So I'd like to call you and figure out how. Like there's things that you can do to make sure people contact you and say, hey, I, I don't want to die early and I have these symptoms can you help me yeah so there's just a creative aspect that you can do with your website with call to actions and stuff like that and with the, the new um, evolution of how people are interacting with websites are yeah. you finding that there was something before that was okay that now just does not fly and for instance you mentioned aesthetics so I know that a lot more of the like new generation of people it has to look hip and modern and mm -hmm. Like, they have to really connect with it that way versus mm -hmm. before I don't think the aesthetics were as important just because of the demographic we were targeting. But have you yeah. seen any trends where, you know, they used to do this, but it's like, don't even bother nowadays? <laughs> um, so I'll just be honest. It really depends on the client, honestly, and their demographic. Yeah. So we do have a clinic that their demographic is older. Mm -hmm. And so they just want their information available. They want it to be clean and easy. Uh, so that's going to be a difference. So I, I, I think it depends on your demographic. If you have a younger demographic, um, 25 to 35, then you're going to want to make sure when they land on that site, they are attracted to that mm -hmm. site. 
and they feel connected to you. So it's a very authentic play. Mm -hmm. uh, so demographically, there's a couple of, and I know that especially in this industry, it's, it can be based on demographics, um, on who you serve. Yes. So that's going to really play on the trend for that demographic. So 40s to 60s, they just want to find what they want to find. Yeah. They're on Facebook all the time. Um, and they were going to click through and they're going to find what they want. Uh, you go to like the twenties, thirties, then they want to be attracted. They want authenticity. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for them, it's more of a journey. Uh, so you have to decide what demographically you want, but all the time I always say like people want their logo super big and oh, I want my logo to be prominent and, oh, and I have like all this and you go, well, it actually doesn't matter. Like, if you want people to see your logo, or do you want them to book a consultation with you? Right. So we just got to weigh that out. And we'll do what the client says, yeah. but we will give our opinion and say, hey, we probably want to book book now button or, you know, a chat feature on the website. People really love yes. to chat. They'll just jump on a chat. And I find that that is a very successful little thing to add to a website nowadays because people, and it's not a robot, it's like a secretary or it's you on your mobile app yep. um, chatting. So people jump on there and say, hey, do you, I have a lower back pain and can you help me with that? They'll definitely chat before they call. Yeah. And if they feel safe, then you have that bridge of trust, they might book in. So a chat feature is something that's probably in the last couple of years, 18 months, is a fantastic feature to add to the website. And I would attest to that. I find if there's a chat function on a website, I will jump on that chat any day of yeah. the week before making a phone call. So yeah. I've actually just installed one. And the app that oh, I good. use is called Smarts Up. Do okay. you are you feel um, do you recommend any other ones? There's one that's free. It's called Talk. I think okay. it's T A W K. Okay. And uh, it's free, and it's on. You have a mobile. You have it on your desktop, yep. and they give you actual the code to embed into your website. Perfect. Um, if you want to track it with analytics and AdWords, then you just pay for the premium. Right. But we have clients on that, and it's a fantastic feature. And they yep. actually have to turn it off because sometimes it gets too busy. So they're like, "We can't run our chat today. It's too busy." So they just go offline because they can't. Which is good. People yeah, but people want to chat. They just yeah. want to connect quickly, yeah. but they don't want to give you their email. They don't want to tell you who they are. Yeah. They just want to put some feelers out there, and so that's a fantastic, and it's free. Yeah. Like, it's a free way to upgrade your site. Perfect. Now, mm -hmm. you mentioned a few, or a key word um, as we were talking about this, and that was authenticity. So hmm. that is, I find, the driving force between just about everything when it comes to business, especially when you're in a person-to-person -person type business, a service-based yeah. business. For you sure. know, it, um, as opposed to a massage or something like that where you're lying on the table and you don't really have to connect with the person, yeah. at least in healthcare, it's all about making that connection. So let's mm -hmm. describe some of the ways that we can embellish or improve upon our authenticity or at least um, how it's coming across with mm -hmm. any of our social media services, websites, yeah. you name it. Yeah, so this is one area that people get super shy because it wasn't like this. I would even say two years ago it wasn't yeah. even like this. Oh, video um, this has is exploded. 18 months. Yeah, yeah, this is not like something Facebook Live came out and people start jumping on there and LinkedIn now has a video feature in the really? last six months. So you now have an opportunity. So everybody is getting jumping on here. And the one thing I'm always saying is if you have people that like you are the expert, the person in the healthcare industry that's offering these services, they're an expert at something. 
And so in order to build the, the trust, because this field is now overpopulated <laughs> with a ton of people that know a lot of stuff and it's confusing for the user because I don't know what to do. I don't know who to trust and are you right or are you right, right? and which which diet is good for me because I have this disease and, and you go back and forth so you have a disconnect with people because you don't know who to trust or what to do. So the best way to do this is to get your expertise out there and if you're not comfortable on camera at least start a blog and start writing about what you know mm -hmm. and eventually that blog could become a book and you could be a authority mm -hmm. on your specialty. So that's a great option is to make sure you blog. But I, I, a huge thing that I'm finding is is the video. So I encourage this one wellness center to get on Facebook Live and then have a follow-up blog and just be consistent. Mm -hmm. Because people are going to start to share your videos. They're going to say, hey, I know this. She is fantastic. This naturopath, you have to use her because, and oh, and she's on just tips and tricks every single week. Or mm -hmm. So if you get on video, then they know who you are. Yep. And they start to they start to connect with you. They start to relate to you. And one day you talk about something they dealt with personally. And they go, oh, I, hmm, I have that problem. Maybe mm. I'll contact them. So all of a sudden they press a little Facebook messenger and in they go. So we had that happen with one of the practitioners. They did a Facebook message. They saw one of the things come up and they contacted. They came in. And that's all from saying, hey, we know what we're doing in this area. Yeah. And this is why. And getting personal. So why did you get into the industry? Why are you here? Yeah. Is it to make money or do, are you passionate about people's health? And most of the time that's what it is. They're passionate about people's health. So that's that's what you have to share. You have to say why. And then if you have a recipe, then you better get in the kitchen and do a Facebook Live with the recipe. Yeah. So it's, it's so like sometimes I feel lame because you're like, oh, that's lame. But honestly, people are looking for you in your house, which yes. is so invasive, but they're like, are you really you? Like, yes. are you the person you say you are? And so video and blogging, you just have to be you. You can't, you know, be disconnected anymore as a practitioner. You have to connect with the patient on many levels and they love it and they trust you and they recommend you. And I am a hundred percent like totally on board with everything you're saying. I'm drinking all the Kool-Aid you're offering here and not saying that it's Kool-Aid. It's wonderful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but the, this is the piece, right? I love video. I can jump on video every day sure. of the week and I feel fine. Yeah. Blogging for sure is not my, my thing and for other people it is. But yeah. I think without jumping on the video bandwagon in some way, shape or form, you're going to be left I think in the dust the way things are progressing yeah. how do you coach people to not worry about the tech to not worry about everything being perfect like literally just take your phone out and record yeah. something what do you like is that or is that just it just like just no so I will just do a disclaimer that <laughs> my husband does the videos for our company because I am that person I'm that person that is just like I go to do it and I totally get it. Like I'm like, mm -hmm. I have all of a sudden you get the video out. You're like, okay, I look good. I'm in a good position. Okay, great. And then just clicking that live, go live button or clicking that video or uploading. There are a million doubts that just mm -hmm. flood into the head and go, what are you doing? There's so many people that know more than you. And what, what are you doing? This has been talked about a million times. So like I get that this is actually more of a thought process sure. than a pushing a button like I get it because 
I'm that person. I hate it. I'm like, I know what I'm doing and I'll, I'll help my clients and I'll coach one on one. I love it. Like I'm passionate about it. But then why would I go on video? Like I feel so insecure, <laughs> honestly. So I'm not, I get it. But I just had someone, I told her to do it. I'm like, you have to do this because you have to connect. There are a million people in your space. You have to set yourself apart. And she did it. And she had 25, no, 2,700 people view her video. Wow. And she's getting amazing viewership. She's getting such great comments and feedback. And I think that probably within the month, she should probably be booking some really good um, clients because she's consistent. So, but she did it. Mm -hmm. And she felt super insecure. And I, I get that. But at the same time, you have an amazing support system. And so do I. So you jump on there, I jump on there, somebody jumps up there, and their friends and family or um, their people that are in the same industry as them are going to just love it and encourage it. So there's going to be the people that jump on and say, oh, they're going to be negative. You just delete and block them. Yeah. Get rid of them. But I think that it's just a matter of going, you, ha- you are supported, you are loved, you have something to say. And jump on there and do it. Yep. And I was, what I like to use for those people that can't come up with something is I'll say, find a blog post that you wrote or that you like and use that as your talking points. Like you don't have to come up with the stuff on thin air. It doesn't have to look perfect. Like I've had, um, post-its on my computer screen that I will refer to when I'm doing a call. Yeah. But we get so caught up in the perfection and how I'm going to be perceived. And I think seeing people flub, like even when I do my podcasts, I'm like, whatever. I made a mistake. I'm doing one one take. It is what it is. But that's I agree. just me, you know? Well, that's what I say. Like, this one guy was having a hard time. She's like, oh, I did, like, 50 takes. I'm like, what? Why did you do 50 takes? I'm like, can you just go back to the kitchen? And can you do that thing that you did two weeks ago that I saw you and you were relaxed? And just mm-hmm. do it one time and be yourself. And then if you make a mistake, laugh and say, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And keep going. Because those mistakes are what create the authenticity. Exactly. So that's why we don't do, like, we do videos for people. We produce videos for people. But at the same time, we always say, like, people are looking for you sitting on your porch or you in your living room. Like, they don't want to see you in a studio Mm -hmm. um, all done up. And you're now building a wall instead of a bridge. Right. So So the beauty of it is just being who you are, where you are. Like, I'm in my living room. Um, I'm at my desk and this is my house and I have two teenagers that are homeschooled. So at any point now I've been very clear with them today, but who (laughs) knows? They could just come down and, and that all of a sudden makes me real. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a working mom and I'm entrepreneur and this is my life. And all of a sudden people go, Oh, I just connected with someone. Yeah, exactly. And I built a bridge. So, like, they probably won't come down because I said, don't come down. <laughs> or <laughs> but, else. Yeah, like, <laughs> do you want to eat lunch today? <laughs> just kidding. I'm not mean like that. But that's really, like, what it is. It's just real. People want to see a mistake. They yeah. do not want perfect people anymore. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And even I, when I see it, I'm like, oh, yep, there it is. Exactly. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And another key thing that you've been saying is consistency is doing it and being consistent now that person that did that Facebook live video for the very first go I can't imagine she got 2600 hits on her very first video I would imagine it took her a couple videos or was it just like a one hit wonder um so she's using uh LinkedIn okay um that isn't that's another 
um, platform. And if you have a good network, it's a great place to start, especially um, practitioners, because that's kind of, um, that would be your wheelhouse. There's a lot of people on there that use LinkedIn. That's where you connect with other people. Um, but she did, she, that was her second video. Wow. And she got like 500. Then she has a huge network. People love her. And so I get that. But the thing about that was before we did that with her, that was my main thing is you have to be consistent. If you're going to do this, then let's have a plan. So we, uh, we made a plan. We planned out four topics that she's passionate about. She wrote four articles about it and then she committed to the weekly video. Yeah. So there, I think that for people to be consistent, you have to plan. And at that point you go, okay, I have a Saturday morning for four hours. So I'm going to plan out six weeks mm -hmm. and do, and just plan out the topics. And the blog doesn't have to be 1500. Right. Like it can, it can be 500. Like it doesn't have to be long. Um, but honestly, if you're passionate about something, it's going to end up being longer because you know what you're talking about and you're passionate. So you're going to go, but it's a plan. So be consistent, do six, four to six weeks. And then halfway through that, do a plan and plan again mm -hmm. because you have seasonal stuff coming up. Um, you have benefits that will be lapsing if that applies. Um, people are going into January is a huge health and wellness month. Like everybody's ready mm -hmm. to do the thing. So you should be prepared for that for your content. So you kind of plan and that way you plan twice a month to do content Yeah, for an hour each of those times and you should be good. You should be done. It might take you longer the first little time, but once you get into the routine and the planning and the topics, people go, oh yeah, this is great. I'm done for six weeks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I've got it. So that creates consistency. Otherwise, if you're doing it on the fly, you will not be consistent because things come up, your day gets busy, you get overwhelmed, something happens, and then you missed it. Yeah. And so that's why we encourage people to plan, get their topics together, and then, you know, even record them all the same day if they want. It just depends on their life. Now, the piece that's kind of coming into my mind as we're talking about this is everyone starts with good intentions. Yeah. Everyone knows that if you plan ahead, everyone knows that if you block it off in your schedule, you're going to do it. How do you get people to be true to themselves, to be honest with what their intentions are so that they don't find a reason to not do it that Saturday morning or they don't find a reason to, you know, move that out of the schedule and then never put it back there? Because this is the, yeah. this is the cycle that I see. It's probably yeah. just human nature where mm -hmm. you can plan, plan, plan all you want. And then time comes and you're like, you know what? I just don't feel like doing it today. Yeah. That, that is one of our biggest battles, I think, because when we, we run people's marketing stuff and bugging them, saying, hey, where's your content for mm -hmm. November? Where's your content? Mm -hmm. Like, we'll take care of everything. You need to send me the content. You're the expert. So I find that that's a huge thing because people just push it off. Um, you can put it in your planner, but then they're like, oh, I got, a, I got an appointment. And so money trumps intentions. Of course. So that's what happens. So for... For us, you know, we're the ones reminding, but I think it all comes down to vision. So if you have a vision on where you're going and you have a plan and your vision, if it's not working for you, then you need to revisit the vision mm -hmm. because then you're going, well, why am I doing this? Because that's yeah. the thing. I'm like, why my constant, why am I blogging? Why do I have to do right. this? I'm like, well, have you seen any um, thing happen the last three weeks? No, because our vision is this and without put it, putting this into practice, 
it's not going to come to pass. Mm -hmm. So you have to revisit the vision and say, oh, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. So maybe in your planner, you have a vision there. This why. Why am I doing yeah. content today? Because I'm an expert mm -hmm. and I'm going to be an expert in this field. Yes. And so instead of blocking off a time, I would put a reason. Put your why in there. Because if you don't have your why, then you might as well just stop because you're going to be blubbering and inconsistent and Everyone say, oh, I, I saw, she was really good, but I don't know where she went. Right. That's what happened. Yeah. So it's a matter of, like, why are you doing this? I love why? that. Why? That'll help. That yeah. will help because people revisit and go, oh, yeah, I remember. I'm super passionate about people being healthy, and I want – I have an answer yeah. that actually few people have. I have a way. I have a method. And that's hopefully would put the fire under their butt to put content out there. <laughs> And I, I love that piece of connecting the emotion with it because that's the whole thing we've been talking about this whole time. It's been the yeah. underlying um, notion is that emotion has to be connected into everything that we do, everything we put out for people to book in with us. And one of my favorite things that I've heard that has stuck with me is if you don't show up for your business, do not expect anything. Don't expect your business to pay you. Don't expect patients to come for you. If you don't want to show up, then don't yeah. expect the results that, mm. you know, everybody wants the big paycheck, but if you're not going to show up for it, forget it. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is I tell, because we do a lot of startups to to market and then market to, to grow. So we do, that's like kind of one of our specialties. And when you're starting up, you have a ton of time on your hands mm -hmm. because you're not booking. Right. You have a ton of time. So when you're a startup or you're, you're maybe just booking two days a week or three days a week, then you better book the other two days for content creation because in six months or eight months, you're going to be slammed. Yeah. And then I have six months of content to curate, to promote, to put out there. So that, that's the biggest thing is these downtimes, I was actually just telling the client this morning, it's okay. It's kind of a it's gift. It's a very positive thing. Yeah. It's awesome because you're like, hey, I, I, what am I supposed to do with my time? And I'm not making any money. And I'm like, well, then start to get your content together. Put together 10 blogs. That's that's technically 10 months if you want to do a blog a month. Yeah. Put together 10 videos. That's 10 videos. Just do the do. And then all of a sudden you can be able to say, hey, I'm super busy, but I really made – my time worth it. Like mm -hmm. I was okay because all of a sudden you also have more to offer your clients and yeah. your patients and you say, man, I just did something on this and I think, can I send it to you? Because yeah. I think the article will really help you and you become a better practitioner because you are helping yourself by doing this. So I, take I, advantage of it. I think that's such a valid point that you just made there is when I think about everything I create, I don't actually create it with the intention of needing to get a new patient from it. I create it from, right. I would just want to keep nurturing the people that have already yeah. liked me, that have already made the transaction, that are already going on the journey with me, and I just want mm -hmm. to be the best naturopath that I can for them, as opposed yeah. to always wanting to create for a monetary exchange. That's like I, right. I, I believe not putting things out for free, like there should be a call to action of some sort, yeah. um, but always wanting to have a financial like driving force behind something, like all of my blogs have to bring in new patients. It's not mm -hmm. always about that, and I think that's an important piece that you just brought up, is nurturing the people who you do have is yeah. probably more important than constantly looking for new patients. 
Oh yeah, I think that I think that's like a massive miss a lot of the time is that people are going, oh, new patients, new patients. And I say, well, how many do you have currently? We have someone that we um, are helping do content creation right now. And I said, how many clients do you have from the past? And how many do you have now? And they think sitting at 100, 150 from that total number. And I said, oh, well, there you go. We can probably drum up clients just from that base. Right. Um, and then I said, the more consistent you are online and the more people start to see your face, the more they'll start to really connect with you and and start to say, hey, I know a guy. I know a guy that I absolutely love and, and you should call him. Yeah. And that's what happens when you start to nurture your clients and you give them content that's going to help their life because you just love what you do. Yeah. And people will know that. They'll be able to register with that. Yeah. Now, you have been phenomenal. I am secretly like soaking in everything and thinking about how I'm going to change things up. And I think the biggest piece for me is the numbers. So I think I'm going to get in contact with you because I need someone to just hold me to it. Just like, (laughs) you know, just make it real. Um, But if people want to get in touch with you as well, what's the best way? Well, our website's metron.ca, M-E-T-R-O-N.ca. There's a contact form on there. And uh, that's the best way to get a hold of us. And um, if you can just make sure that they say that they heard you, mm-hmm. um, we do have a free website option right now when they sign up for marketing. Great. So that's that's kind of like a shameless plug. But um, right now, until the end of the year, if people – that's the thing. Like if you are have built your business – and now you're at a point where you can't keep up with updating Facebook and updating your website and you're behind, then that's where you now have to put in some some money to market and yes. SEO or whatever. So right now we know people don't have the extra money for that $1,500, $2,000 website. So we're just giving, it's included if you sign up for six months with marketing. So if people need it, then we have it. Um, and then we do a free one-hour consultation. Perfect. And that's not a consultation where you don't walk away with anything. That's a consultation where, like, for you and me, you go, oh, man, that I really took away some stuff. So we actually dive into their business. We give them some freebies, definitely. We're not just, oh, well, give us a call. We'll tell you what you should do. Yeah. Like, we're, we probably give away too much, but we're really passionate about it. So we say, hey, give us a call. We can do a free one hour. And people walk away with going, oh, great, you know. And so I'd say, you know, a lot of people sign up, but we just love saying, hey, let's look at it and see where you're missing. Because sometimes just little little things can just be tweaked. Like, for instance, you have a 1,000 people on a mailing list and you've never emailed them. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's start there. Yeah, so so just little things that you might not think about that we say, hey, have you thought of this? Mm -hmm. And so that's free. That's our gift. Awesome. Well, I'm so thrilled that you're you're giving my audience at least that amazing website offer. And I definitely encourage people to contact you because even just talking to you on this show, there's some people that I love talking to and I think yeah. I could just keep talking and talking. Yeah. There's other people that I don't connect with and you're one of those people that I'm 100% connecting with. So if Thank I'm you. connecting with you, I know my audience will too. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Becky, for being on the show. Mm-hmm. You and bet. I will um, definitely be in touch myself. Good. Yeah, we'd love to help you. Cool. So there you have it, guys. And I hope you were taking notes on that one. And I hope you're now understanding that getting things done isn't nearly as scary as it has to be. For me, I know doing Facebook Lives is just one of those things that 
I personally want to do. I love doing video. I just need to start doing it and being more consistent with it. So that is my promise to you guys is hopefully you'll see me coming up in your Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Andrea Maxim ND and Facebook. Um, basically it's the same Andrea Maxim. The Maxim movement is the Facebook page. Hopefully you'll be seeing me come up in your Facebook link and in your Insta stories and all of that a lot more as I get into video a lot more. Um, but then there's this other piece that's going to happen is you're, you know, you're done listening to the podcast. You're still listening to me now. You're filled with all kinds of great ideas. And by the time you get out of your car or by the time you leave work, whenever it is that you're listening to this, um, you know, life happens and gets in the way and you completely forget or lose that motivation that you had to get things implemented. So I don't want that to happen for you. All I want for you is to take imperfect action every single day and move forward in your business. So I'm inviting you to contact me personally at info at themaximmovement.com and we'll book a discovery call. We'll lay it all out for you and we'll figure out exactly what we need to do to get you implementing, moving forward, cutting through all the bullshit, you know, don't let fear stop you from doing what you need to do and making like a massive shift in your business and a massive shift in your confidence of being a business owner. Because whether you run a clinic or you are an associate, you are still a business owner and you still have to run it as such. So don't hesitate to reach out to me and we'll hop on a free 15, 20 minute call and we'll figure out what we need to do to get you implemented. Okay. I'm offering this to you for free. No strings attached. Just reach out to me, info at themaximmovement.com because you know you're not going to take action, so you might as well get me holding you accountable, okay? Any other comments that you have, questions, hit me up on social media, email me, leave a comment below this podcast. And the other thing that I would love for you to do is leave me some reviews, let me know if you like it. What don't you like? What you, you want to see more of? I'm basically just putting these shows together, um, but if it's not something that you're interested in or that you want to see more of or less of, I just need to hear from you. So let me know. I'm Andrea Maxim, your hostess with the mostest, and I'm out.